0: We are bringing a vote of no confidence against the executive mayor, Popalat.
1: She was in, and then she was out, and then she was in again. Johanna Speck and Popalat hogged the headlines this year as she battled to retain her seat. Before completing a full year, she was removed from office after a vote of no confidence in September. The ANC's Dada Morero got to wear the mural cap for a few days.
2: I hereby declare that Councillor Morero has been elected as the executive mayor of the city
3: of Johannesburg Municipality.
1: Paladse didn't take her removal from the office lying down. She went to court and won.
3: As much as we're politicians and we operate
1: in a political space. We also operate in a space that's governed by the laws of this country, as well as the rules of council. There were various violations across all the different activities, from the programming to the council meeting itself, which we felt we could not just let slip. Meanwhile, in a the, Gourlini, the Tanya Campbell also faced a revolt in the council. In October, she was voted out in a motion of no confidence, only to be re-elected soon after. The events in Johannesburg and Ekurhuleni are evidence of how fickle local government politics can be. Political analyst Nsigelelo Breakfast helps us unpack some of this year's political highlights.
2: I think the political elite in general have a tendency to rush into forming these coalition formations without developing a a mechanism on how to deal with their own internal contradictions. I think there seems to be a missing link between coalition formations and some provisions of conflict management mechanisms. So most of these coalition formations, they're based on Musical chairs, they're not based on good principles that can contribute to the promotion of service delivery and uh, economic development for the majority.
1: At a national level, the DA had a rocky year with some of its leaders making headlines for the wrong reasons. Party leader John Hazen faced criticism for going to Ukraine while domestic issues mounted. And he was also criticized for making these disparaging comments about his ex-wife during an episode of Podcast and Chill with McGee
0: and then this one is for the sake of the podcast yeah Yeah. what is roadkill what's roadkill
1: (laughs) sounds a lot like my (laughs) (laughs)
0: ex-wife
1: meanwhile Natasha mazone who started the year as da's chief whip was removed from the prominent post the da was concerned about the party's performance in parliament and she was replaced by cvue guarobe guarobe will have the task of upping the da's profile in the year before a major national election Former DA leader Mose Maimane decided to return to formal politics with the formation of his new party, Build One South Africa. Maimane had initially formed One South Africa movement to support independent candidates, but after parliament delayed finalizing amendments to the electoral act, he decided to launch a new party.
2: I want to put a job in every home in this country. We're going to build a police service. In this country that's gonna make sure murder must decrease in this country this nation needs to be safe now is the time to build South Africa I want the best doctors the best nurses the best teachers to be well rewarded well paid so that they can build This country of
1: ours. Political analyst Breakfast returns.
2: Why does South Africa need another opposition party? If it has, I think, more than 20 opposition parties, I think the idea of establishing another opposition party is misplaced. There seems to be a fragmentation of opposition parties. And if you have a phenomenon like that, then that gives the ruling party. An upper hand
1: the electoral act amendment issue has caused a lot of debate throughout the year parliament is meant to pass the legislation that will allow independent candidates to contest for national office but several ngos and commentators have raised concerns about the way the law has been drafted
0: one of the provisions is that the national assembly mps half of them must be elected as regional representatives by region is meant the province it's a kind of constituency-based system. And then half will come from this proportional representation thing. So, but what, what is, it does not, uh, the judge said, create space for individuals, run? Now they were basically changing how the National Assembly is constituted. And you have half of the members in the National Assembly coming from representing provinces. Then you have the NCOP. We elect people from the provinces to send to the NCOP. Now, those two houses have got these regional provincial representatives. But it's in the bill that is being approved now as a law. And I bet if you convene the National Executive Committee tomorrow and said to them, is this what you approved? They will say, no. You are the governing party. You can't change the electoral law of this country unless it's a conscious decision of the movement
1: another topic that dominated headlines and had the whole country talking was the 2020 robbery at the president's farm in limpopo president ramaphosa's opponents went for the jugular on different platforms calling for him to account for allegations of money laundering bribery and abduction among others Ramaphosa is said to have appeared before his party's Integrity Committee and NEC. A Section 89 Parliamentary Independent Panel found there is a prima facie case against him related to the theft of foreign currency. Meanwhile, it's been a rocky time for his party as it closed off the year by electing new leadership, a major political event for 2022. Ramaphosa was re-elected ANC president despite his name being tainted by the Palapala Saka. The ANC elected several new leaders to the party's top leadership and we saw more women in the top seven and NEC positions. Ramaphosa again preached a message of renewal and unity.
3: Through our deliberations at this conference, we have chosen the path of renewal to rebuild our movement and to restore the values that have been handed down the ages and the years by our forebears. And the path of principled unity is what we've also upheld in the finest traditions of the African National Congress.
2: It was a very important conference because, whether you like it or not, I mean, the ANC is the ring party. Whatever happens within the ANC does have a spillover effect to. The country. I don't know what would have happened had the other person been uh, elected into power. I'm not saying that they should not have been elected into power. But of course, you know, whatever happens in the ANC, the market forces they respond that has a, a positive or a negative impact with regard to the economic uh, performance of the country. So that conference was extremely important, even in terms of the direction of um, the country. But also the findings of Palapala, I mean, the president could have resigned and that could have been uh, historic, given the fact that he came into power on a ticket of uh, good governance. But in as much as he has won the political battle, but there is still a a legal battle that is still looming. The
1: 2023 political year will kick off with the continuation of the ANC's national conference, which did not conclude discussions on policy issues due to delays in voting. Party President Ramaphosa is likely to face more difficulty probing opponents regarding Palapala.
2: The ruling by the Constitutional Court, because he has uh, put uh, the findings on hold by taking uh, the report of Section 89 on uh, review, the ruling can go either way. It can be for him or against him, because that report, it's a very complex report and it makes me to have mixed feelings because on the one hand it has findings which are straightforward like for instance you cannot undertake paid work while you hold public office that is straightforward then you have another finding that the president did not report the theft that had happened on his farm instead he reported it to the head of security so even on that score uh, he was found wanting But then there are also other gaps that the report is not based on a substantive evidence, which makes room for him to to argue his case that uh, the report must be uh, dismissed. Uh, So it's going to be interesting how that issue is going to play itself out. If he wins that battle, then he can bounce back. But he needs to cover his back because he has a lot of political uh, detractors. Who would like to uh, to prevent him from uh, doing his his work of fighting against uh, corruption, uh, promoting development for the majority? And put the country on the map.
1: The Zondo State Capture Commission report was also released this year in four parts. In the first part, former President Jacob Zuma was implicated for the first time and would feature prominently in reports that followed. Several high profile allies of Zuma, including former SAA board chairperson to and ex government communication and information system CEO Mzwandile Mangi, were also named. The second report implicated former public enterprises ministers. Lucy Gikaba and Lynn Brown, as well as former Transnet Group CEO Brian Mulefe. It found Gikaba lied about not knowing the Guptas, claiming he had known the controversial family for years and used his position to appoint their allies in strategic positions at state-owned companies. Volume 3 was dedicated to corruption allegations at Busasa. Mineral Resources and Energy Minister Gwede Mandashe, former Minister Nomvulomu Konyani, and Zuma were among the prominent names implicated. The fourth installment dealt with, among other issues, the state capture of ESCOM and the Free State's controversial one-billion housing project. It claimed Zuma would have done anything that the Guptas wanted him to do for them, including getting rid of competent ministers at the family's request.
3: The work of this commission is a vital part on our efforts to deal with state capture. The report is far more than a record of widespread corruption, fraud, and abuse. It is also an instrument through which the country can work to ensure that such events, such as state capture, never hap- ever happen again in our country.
1: The EFF spent several months electing new provincial leadership. Gender disparity was an issue identified by party leader Julius Malema. There
3: is no solution in South Africa women. In the center of that development. So, in your first task as president of the Eastern Cape, you are completely failed to fulfill your mission. And that mission is a mission that makes sure that in everything else we do, we put
1: 2023 is the year before national elections. Analysts say it's going to be a busy political year as parties will engage in hands-on campaigning and delivering services to citizens in an attempt to fish for votes. The DA will elect new national leadership in April 2023, while the EFF is due to elect its leaders in 2024. Reporting for Times Live, I am Bulelani Nino Nugela.